I think we have an unusual topic today. At first, it seems like one we're all familiar with, the use of testimonials and credibility indicators, but my research and our research collectively here indicates that there's a lot more we have to learn about how to use them properly. So let's get underway with this immediately. If we have time, at the end of this call, we may do some live optimization uh, of your own sites, looking at your testimonials. At the same time, uh, even if we don't, we will take many of the URLs that you've presented to us. We're going to take some of those, and we will post uh, live optimization comments from Aaron and Jimmy on the Marketing Experiments blog in uh, separate blog entries uh, following this event as our team looks at those. So either way, we're going to try to help you with your own web pages, draw principles from that that will help everyone with their web pages. But it just depends on how fast we can get through all of these case studies. Case studies are very important because each of them is chosen as it demonstrates a very important principle that could help all of us that are trying to improve performance on our sites. So as testimonials become increasingly prevalent on web pages, uh, we need to know how to use them more effectively. Are users on the Internet becoming indifferent to testimonials? Do they still work? Uh, there's been an increased amount of skepticism towards this particular tactic recently. And I want to look at tests that show you how testimonials can help and also how they can hurt. Most importantly, I want to kind of give you a strategy for using your testimonials in a different way that might overall improve your conversion and impact. I have seen a lot of controversy here. Um, you can see from the slide that I've just pulled up that uh, we're in one site we're looking at. They tell us that testimonials dramatically increase landing page conversions because they indicate the use of the form is legitimate and completes the promise it makes. Uh, Ralph Wilson, who's a friend of mine and a very good man and uh, an expert in marketing, mentions that adding as many testimonials as possible to your landing page always increases conversions, right? Not so. He says, we just finished two tests where adding testimonials didn't help. Uh, Click Z uh, talks about the use of testimonials, and there are many other sites that are talking about this. So who's right? Or what is right, most of all? And, and are they a tactic or are they something more? I want to just give you some information to start with and then dive straight into a case study. I think a little of this information on the front side will help you as we go right into the case study. We believe that trust is earned with two elements, integrity and effectiveness. Both of these demand that you put the interests of the customer first. I think today's consumers are fed up with exaggerated and unsubstantiated claims. And frankly, if you read on our website and go to the left nav, you'll see where it calls something called the Marketer's Creed. I recommend you read that if you have not. It is, it is uh, a statement as to the, where we are right now in terms of how we are talking to our consumers and what's happening in the postmodern society with regards to the claims and statements that we make. And I, I think you might find it interesting. I will tell you this. Point three is very important. When the quality of information is debatable, today's consumers will always resort to the quality of the source where the information comes from. And so as you, as you think about that, look at just one more table here. On a scale of one to five, marketers we surveyed rated various types of testimonials among the most effective tactics. Here's what we discovered. On customer reviews, the, 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 the quality of that is a 3.5. Video testimonials were rated to 3.4, and audio testimonials were rated 2.9. So how accurate is this information? Should you be using video testimonials on your site? Should you change the testimonials that you have? Should you reduce the number of testimonials or add or increase the number of testimonials? I want to share with you a case study. And uh, before we do that, we have a poll here. 
And I want to hear what you think. Which types of testimonials do you currently use on your site? I'm going to open that poll up, and you'll be able to vote. So the poll is open. You can use the polling feature to tell us which type you use. All right, your votes are coming in fast. Keep them coming. I need to reach a certain number so I can hit validity. There are a lot of people registered and on this call right now. All right, votes are coming in. Very interesting to see the results. I think you'll find this fascinating. So the question is, which ones are you currently using? I'm going to give you about vote faster. Vote faster. Click the ones you use. You can check all that apply. Some of you are asking, I mean, I'll be watching your questions, and you can ask questions during the event. Some of you are asking, will you be able to get the text from this? Yes, you'll actually be able to download the text of today and actually get an articulate presentation that has my voice and the slides matched so that you can hear me talking to the slides. Perhaps that will help you. The value of being on this call, however, is that we can interact with feedback, and there's a lot of spontaneous work that comes here. A lot of other things I add that aren't necessarily said in the printed version. So. Looking at what we have, I think enough of you have voted. I'm going to close out the poll, and I'm going to show you what you shared with us just now. So if you'll see, 72% of you are using text testimonials. 6% are using audio. 13% are using video. 14% are using customer ratings. And a full 23% of the audience, nearly a quarter, have no testimonials whatsoever. Wow. All right, think about that, and uh, let's move on. So uh, let's start a case study. Here it is. We partnered with a consumer credit counseling service to optimize its subscription sign-up process. Our primary research question, which registration path will produce the highest conversion rate? Our radical redesign test applied several changes to the eight-page process. And for this clinic, we'll focus on two key pages at the end of the process that tested text and video testimonials, as well as some other changes. So let's look at the control and the treatment. On your left side, you can see the control. On your right side, you'll see the new version of the page, and you'll see the sidebar, and you can see the testimonials. I want you to notice before we go further how carefully these have been chosen. I want you to notice that we've even put bold font in the testimonial body so that we give people a clear eye path through the text. These testimonials are longer than I like to use in a sidebar, but it might be appropriate in this case because of the nature of the product. This product requires substantial endorsement. So as you're watching this, I want you to think for just a moment and tell me which page do you think will produce the highest yield? Now, be careful, because I'm going to show you studies today that produced a positive and those that produced a negative yield. So uh, think about it not in terms of a guess, because one's the control of the treatment, but rather look at it and ask yourself, which one do you think actually is best performing? Are these testimonials in the right place? Etc. Keep thinking. All right. Someone just commented, uh, it's Megan, don't you think using initials rather than full names reduces people's confidence? Yes, it does. Uh, in this case, we had to use initials because it had to do with their credit scores and, and their debt issues. But yes, whenever you can use a full name, it's better. All right, now, 
keeping that in mind, let's get a little bit of a close-up. We also created another version, and this one had a video testimonial, and it was added to the sidebar, replacing a print option and security logo. Now, this came on this page, as you can see. So let's see what we discovered. I want you to just ask yourself a question. Uh, let's see you to tell me, in the previous one, where we saw the control and the treatment, and I'll just go back, I want you to vote, control or treatment. Tell me which one, and which one do you think? Was it the control or the treatment? You can call it A or B if you just want to type in A or B. Okay, lots of Bs and now lots of As coming in. I'm kind of watching the pattern. I try to, when I call them out, I try to give you a sense of, you know, which one is winning. What I see now is B, 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 A, B, A, B, 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 A, B, A, 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 B, A. All right, now let's look at the next page. It should be up in front of the screen. You see the video testimonial? Tell me, which one of these, and you can just, again, just use your chat or just use the question, is it A or B? Did the video improve or does the video hurt performance on this next set of pages in the process? A or B? A has no video. B has the video. I'm watching now. All right. I see B, B, A, A, B. Video helps. Video hurts. A, A. All right. Now, let me show you the actual test results. And let's talk about what we learned. All right. You should be able to see here in just a moment. Here's what you need to understand. The control produced a conversion rate of 59.46%, the treatment at 74.55%. Pretty high, isn't it? Relative CR difference was 25%, and this had validity. As you know, we've, we've developed the primary certification program for testing uh, online, and we've developed a series of methods for achieving validity. And you must know that there's more to validity than simply sample size. You've got to be prepared for instrumentation effect and histriosity effect. or hist There's several other ways that you can have a test that looks valid that is not. In this case, look at the control and the treatment with the video. Now, we cannot attribute the full grains completely to the testimonials because they were part of a variable cluster, but we know they were high impact. And look at the CR difference. It's 201%. I think what's fascinating about this is where the video is being used. It's not being used on the primary cell page. It's being used much later in the process. And may I tell you that every single page of your process should be contributing to the cell. Every single page of the process in the order itself should be contributing, should be emphasizing value. And one of the best places to attempt to use video is later in your process. But you've got to test because you don't want to have shopping cart abandonment based on your use of video. Testimonials played a significant part in increasing the conversion in this radical redesign test. What made them so effective? Well, the first thing is their proximity to aspects of the process that created anxiety. Now, if you're just logging in, or if you haven't been on a lot of these calls, if you don't know our conversion sequence that we teach, it's a heuristic, and you can get it on our website, and there's $10 million worth of free research there, so I'm not selling anything there. You just... You need to know that one of the big issues in, in achieving conversion is minimizing anxiety. And I'm going to talk more about anxiety later. We handle anxiety wrong. 
uh, most of us are doing the wrong, taking the wrong measures to reduce anxiety. But one of the reasons these testimonials worked is that they were right within proximity of the elements on the site that create anxiety. I don't know if I can ever get through a web clinic without saying people don't buy from websites, people buy from people. The purchase process is really a sequence of thoughts. Your job as a marketer in charge of optimization is to control the sequence of thoughts, to eliminate unsupervised thinking, to guide those thoughts, and to guide them in a way that empowers and helps the consumer that does not just simply use or manipulate them. And in the sequence of thoughts, there are questions that arise in the mind of the person visiting the website. And when those questions arise, you must anticipate them. Telling me that you have a five-star customer rating early in the process when I'm not worried about your customer service aspect yet, I'm worried about whether or not you have the right selection or I'm worried about whether or not you have the right price, does not help me. It only mitigates conversion. These testimonials were very close, and they were dealing with anxiety, and they were right there at the point where someone might experience anxiety. They also had a kind of authenticity. There were no just claims. These were substantiated through real people talking. Their authenticity could have been improved, as could their authority. In a little bit, I'll talk to you about authority. A testimonial must also have authority, not just authenticity. A good testimonial, the best testimonial, has both. The authority comes because the person who makes the claim about you is uh, in some measure influential. Now, they can be influential just as a private citizen who is a customer, but it's more influential when a leader in an industry makes the claim about you. And you need to know how to use authority. And if you have a choice about which testimonial to use where, you need to think about the testimonials you have that have authority. You must also think about what their content is, and I'm going to tell you more about that in just a bit. The tone helped to lend a more personal feel to the process. The tone is also reflected in changes to the copy and the calls to action. So let's, let's look at anxiety and the problems associated with anxiety in more detail. We use anxiety. It represents A in our conversion sequence. It is a psychological concern stimulated by a given element in the cell process. Did you get that? It's not the same as friction. Friction is a word that we coined here in our laboratory to describe psychological resistance in the cell process. Anxiety is kind of a form of friction, but we separate it because you must separate the way you treat anxiety. You do not treat anxiety the way you treat friction. Your goal in the cell process is to minimize friction, all the psychological resistance associated with asking for information, etc. But your goal is not to eliminate friction because you cannot eliminate friction. Anytime you're going to ask them for money or even contact information, you're creating friction. You just want to reduce it. But anxiety is different. You want to eliminate it. And it often stems, this is very important, from legitimate concerns Yet its degree and its impact are often disproportionate to the measure of risk. Now, what I'm going to say next is something that most of your marketing gurus and experts do not get. This requires a lot of laboratory experimentation, I think, to, to fully grasp. It's cognitive psychology. When you're trying to solve anxiety, which is in the website questions like, is this really the best price? 
Uh, will I be able to get my money refunded? If I cancel the free trial, will it be difficult? Is there a customer service person I can actually reach? All those kinds of anxiety-related questions must be addressed on two levels. You must address them in regards to substance and in regards to perception. Now, the substance is the real issue that they're worried about, but the perception is how they worry. It's the degree of worry. It's the size of the problem in their own mind. I'll give you a simple example. In the early days of the Internet, we were all frightened that if we gave our credit card, someone might steal it and hurt us. We all know that this occurs on the Internet. We all know that this is possible. However, I think anxiety was higher than substance. People were more worried than they needed to be. Now, that wasn't always the case, and, 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 but particularly today with, with encryption, it's still a danger. It's still a threat, but we have the same danger when we go to a retailer and we purchase an item and we give the kid behind the counter our credit card. We still have that danger there. But I think the anxiety on the net is or was much higher than it was, uh, say, at the local mall. That's a matter of perception. It's not just a matter of substance. So here's your problem, and this is the mistake many of us are making. If you address the substance of anxiety so that you say to them something that's reasonable about this problem, you give them a reasonable reason they shouldn't worry, and then feel as though you've done your best to optimize the process, you are sorely mistaken. Hear me, you must overcorrect anxiety. You must overcompensate for the sources of anxiety in the by-process. We are here at the Marketing Experiments Laboratory, we are focused on one aspect. This is what all of our researchers focus on, and that is uh, offer response optimization. That's a science that we've been pioneering and developing. And I can tell you right now, in practice, marketers must overcompensate for sources of anxiety. And one of the best ways to do that is the strategic use of the testimonial. All right, so as you think about that, Let's move on, and I hope you're finding that's helpful. Please look at the formula, because I want to put this into context. This is the conversion sequence. Now, some of you read this, and you immediately start wanting to know how to calculate the four, the three, the coefficient. If you're looking at this for the first time, and this is your first web clinic, please don't be overwhelmed. You can go to our website, type in conversion index or conversion sequence. It'll come up and explain. You can get all kinds of articles on it. But these elements are the elements in a heuristic. This is not a formula. It's a heuristic. It's a problem-solving heuristic. And A is anxiety. Here are the common sources of anxiety. The quality of the product or service. The reliability of the product or service. Credit card security. Price. Uh, these are many other aspects of this. And uh, you can learn about it also in the landing page optimization workshops and our certification courses. All right, so here's the point. Use your testimonial to reduce those. Now, to do that, let me make a suggestion, and then I'm going to show you another case study. So look here. Categorize and use your testimonials where they intersect with sources of customer anxiety. Do not just pick the best testimonial and put it on your site. Think about the sequence of thoughts someone has when they come to your website. Anticipate when they start to worry about a particular element, and then match that time with testimonials that you've cataloged. What I would do if I were you is I would take all of my testimonials and I would break them into groups based on the main issue they talk about, and then I would use them strategically in close proximity to the negative thought I'm trying to correct. Quality, ease of use, 
cost justification. That's how you can use a testimonial to get a significant lift in your process. Now, I'm going to stop for a moment. I'm going to look at a case study, but I'm going to give you a chance to fire questions. Some of them will come right now. So I, 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 think, I think some of these questions, I can't answer all of them. There's so many coming in, but I'm going to try to help you. Some of you have asked about the control and the treatment. If you wonder, did we change anything besides the testimonial? On some of our case studies, we use variable clusters. We teach how to do that in our certification process. But the testimonials were one of what we identify as a predominant feature in the variable cluster. So, you know, to get absolute information purely about the testimonial, you need to do a fully isolated secondary test, which we run and are running. But we do feel... Uh, that we have very significant validity on these uh, tests and we're able to help you see how much they made a difference. They were critical factors. Um, another, another question we had from someone is, would you say that authority very easily could be the client that hired you? Uh, yes, a big brand has more authority than an unknown brand. So that's the value of the authority. It will be translated by the reputation of the group that hired you. Uh, someone asked, what is the effectiveness of video versus text? Sam, it depends. I like to do both. I'm seeing sites where they use video to do the primary sale, and I, I'm suspicious of this, particularly in B2B markets. Sometimes in B2C it might work. Ken Envoy is doing a really good job of increasing conversion by saying, in a video, there are two ways to use this site. You can read, and he has the full text that they need on a landing page. You can read this page, and it will explain everything, or you can listen to me on this video, and I will explain it. That's a pretty smart approach that's worked very well for Ken. Uh, someone asked, does using the last name help with believability? Absolutely. Uh, if you can get permission, use their last name. The more real the person feels, the more trustworthy the testimonial feels. Someone asked me about using a photo. Photos can help, but you must be careful. Some photos create a negative, and you need to test the use of the photo, the particular photo, or it can help you. Someone else is telling me that they're having very good success on a B2B site with a mixture of print and video testimonials. Also, graphs demonstrating revolts. Yes, graphs are very good, and, of course, uh, testimonials and videos uh, are working better and better in the past, now than they were in the past Two years ago, I tested this. Three years ago, I tested this. One year ago, I tested this. And I can tell you that video is starting to work better and better as time passes and bandwidth increases and all of us become more familiar with, you know, the video tool online. Social media has had a lot of impact on the use of video on our sites. People are growing used to looking at that on the Internet. Someone said, must I ask permission to use the first and last name? Tom, I would. I think it's the right thing to do. And uh, and sometimes you can even survey for testimonials. If you don't have the ones that you need, I'm getting ready to do another case study, but I'm trying to answer questions. If you don't have the ones you need, pick a sampling, a sampling of customers that you believe are satisfied. Talk to them. Call them first and say, listen, I wanted to check on our service, see if you found that it was helpful. I'm just doing my best to make sure we're doing everything we can to make a difference for you. Uh, and then probe them with customer service questions. Probe them with product quality questions. Probe them with ease of use questions. And then if they say things you like, say, listen, that was so encouraging and so helpful. Would you mind if I quoted you uh, on this? It would be a great testimonial uh, for our, our site. And then if they say yes, you can document the time of day and the date 
that you spoke to the person and got permission to use the testimonial. That's a great way to customize and get high-quality testimonials that will produce the highest gain. I want to give you one more. Uh, I'm going to give you one more example of something that you can use. Um, and I don't know. Someone said the testimonials that we're using right here, for examples, uh, look fake. I don't know. I don't think those are fake. I think those are genuine, although they're just used as examples. So we, we might have created some just for this purpose. But I think my staff is telling me those are accurate, absolute testimonials sent in that we're using here just as a, an example for you. Let me go forward with another question. Um, this is really good, what I'm going to suggest, and then I'm going to get to the case study. So I'll take you to the, the, the next slide here. And I want to just, I want to point out three important things that make a testimonial work. Now, this may be among the most important things I have to say, and it leads up to my next case study. Before I go there, however, let me just tell you what somebody's done recently that I'm impressed with. They have uh, a software service product, and they invited their customers to make a video in a competition for, you know, how they're using that software. And they received hundreds of entries. And then they announced a winner and, a, and, and gave away the prize. But they had the right then to use all those videos that were submitted, two- and three-minute clips. And they built a master video with, with dozens of high-quality testimonials. And they've used those on their site. They're powerful, and it's having a major increase in conversion for a site that was already well-optimized. So consider that. Let me go on. Here's how to increase the impact of your testimonials. There are three core principles. We'll look at this, and then again we go to the case study. Here they are. Number one, specificity. How precisely do your testimonials address the sources of customer anxiety and work to counteract it? Uh, number two, proximity. What can you do to increase the proximity of the relief to the source of the customer's anxiety? In other words, put it very close to the place on the site where they're starting to experience the concern. Number three, intensity. Intensity actually talks about the intensity of your correction. How strong is the language and the claim in the testimonial? Number four, and I'm going to add this, and uh, Hunter, let's add it to the edition, uh, to the printed edition, authority. The absolute authority. Who is this person making this claim about your site? That is powerful. The greater the authority, uh, the more effective it is. I mean, which would you rather have? Five testimonials from ordinary people or one testimonial from a highly respected celebrity who's name is known throughout the industry and whose opinion is is considered a gold. Think about that. You want to use authority very well. So think about specificity, proximity, intensity, and authority. I don't really know anywhere where these principles are being taught. They're part of one of our certification classes. Hopefully you can get them and make them work. The goal with these calls that you're on right now and this web clinic is to try and give you information you can take back and make a difference with right away in the performance of your website. And it's just every time you write me and tell me that you've seen a big gain or a great lift, that encourages us to keep this working with our experiments and scientists here to discover what works. So 
I, I want to show you uh, an example order form page using some of these things that I think will help you, and then we'll go on to the testimonial. Notice the step of the order process which asks for credit card information is a critical decision point. And we're very careful about that. Right next to that point, we tell them that the VeriSign signal is there. Here, the third-party security logo is placed right along that in close proximity. It's proximate. It's specific. It has authority. And you basically cover at least three of the four pieces that I've talked about as core principles. Now, uh, that does not mean, authority does not mean you don't use testimonials from regular people. They can be very effective. But when you have a choice, go for the highest authority. Notice that right beneath the button. Now, they've seen testimonials all along in this process. This is the final stage. But look what we do. Right below the button where they submit the credit card information, we give a testimonial that addresses three concerns. Timeliness, product quality, and customer satisfaction. All three are addressed in this word. And we use the real person's name, Linda B. We don't get to use the last name in this one, but it's still powerful. And then just to strengthen that, we add additional credibility indicators beneath the testimonial. B2B. Listen, I, I'm familiar intimately with the B2B. I think they're much more effective online than they are offline. I think they're a membership organization that often provides a very weak product for those who must join it in the bricks-and-mortar world. Not always, and not in every city, but in many cases. There's not much they really offer you, but they're a lovely credibility indicator for an online business. They increase conversion. There's a great return on investment. All of these. Now, the second one, I don't even know what it is, so I think it's pretty weak. You can probably see it better on a website than on a slide, but uh, still, it helps. It looks important, and of course, you have a third one underneath that. <clears throat> People do not typically read all three unless they're very concerned. They just take a snapshot on their mind that there's a group of testimonials they recognize, at least one of them, underneath the site, and it strengthens their trust level, which is very important. This, this applies to you, whether it's a service you sell, whether it's e-commerce and you're a cart with many products, whether it's, uh, you know, even lead gen forms need testimonials, particularly if there's some kind of offer like a white paper, etc. But let me go forward with another case study that will help flush this out. All right? So here we conduct tests with a marketing information publisher <coughs> to try and increase registrations for a free email newsletter. Traffic comes from the pay-per-click ads. And... Our primary research question is which sign-up page will produce the highest conversion rate? We used a radical redesign and tested two different treatments against the control with significant changes to the design copy and calls to action. Both treatment pages use testimonials and credibility indicators. Now, you'll notice we've had to black out some of this. We're just... I don't think that uh, we really have any issue with our research partner for using this, but we're just trying to be especially careful right now. And all I want you to see is that there are two versions. The original page is the longer one there with all of the benefits highlighted, and, this, and the next page is very short, and I'd like you to see the difference between the two. All right? Now, 
I want to show you. I want to show you. In fact, back up. Um, I'm sorry. What you're not seeing, we we ended up with a page like you see on the right, but we don't have that yet. What you're seeing now is the first page with a blow up of out that 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 column on the right, just as a close up of what you see on the left. Eventually, we had a page just like the one you see on the right, but that's not what this is. We tested that against this page with the headline and with all of these major brands and with testimonials. Now, we've changed the testimonials down here. Again, there's not, they're not a real testimonial. We've done that deliberately to protect the partner. But we also have these large, you know, um, brand indicators at the bottom and the privacy and anti-spam protection, etc. So there's a lot of changes. Now, let me take you one more slide. All right. Then we tested a third version, and we put the brands in the central piece, and we loaded up testimonials on the right-hand side. You can see all those testimonials. This is not just about testimonials. What we did was major increase in third-party credibility indicators. That's testimonials. That's uh, certifications. That's you know what this whole event is about. So what I'd like you to do now is vote A, B, or C, right? A, B, or C. Let's take a look. There, there are three versions side by side. Which page produced the highest conversion? Control, treatment, or treatment one or treatment two? I'm going to open a poll. You start voting. Control, treatment one, or treatment two? This is control on the left, treatment one is next, and treatment two follows that. And again, we've blacked out certain aspects of this. The votes are coming in. All right. You're doing fast. You're at 33%. Get me up. Keep going. Vote fast. Vote fast. 40%. 43%. Why these votes are coming in and they're and they're really quite it's really quite interesting to see how you're voting. I'm getting ready to show those results in just a bit here. Everyone going to lose. Everyone gets hoodwinked. John, you just take it. We've got someone, we're gonna mute that. All right. Good. All right, let's continue. Let's show the votes. All right, so I'm going to now close the poll, show the results. All right, here we are. 53% of you voted for treatment one. 43% of you voted for treatment two. 4% of you voted for the control. Are you, are you ready for the numbers? I'm now going to show you the actual data set based on a carefully validated experiment. And believe me, this one was validated three times over. Guess what? Control was 14.11%. Treatment 1 was 7.11%. Treatment 2 was 7.42%. The relative difference was a negative 49%. The ugly page without the testimonials outperformed the nicer pages with the testimonials. What does that say to you? What happened here? Why, why did it occur this way? Why weren't the credibility indicators more effective? 
Now I want to I want to try to answer this question, and when I answer it, I want to I, I want to help you to get a firmer grasp of how testimonials are supposed to be used on your site. And to do that, I'm not only going to answer the question, but I'm going to show you rapidly a series of pages where testimonies are being used properly so you can see visually how to use your testimonials better. All right, before I get to my actual notes, here's some thoughts that our scientists have told us. The testimonials and logos are among the changes that reduced conversion. And they began to talk about what it was that might have caused this. But I... I want to talk to you about what, in fact, I'll go backwards to the pages themselves. I want to talk to you about what most likely was the problem. Now, the reason I know when I say what most likely was the problem is because I have subsequently ran a test using the same control, beat these other pages, and in the new version that I tested against the control, or our team, and by the way, this was led by uh, a group of our service and sciences people, and I think uh, um, they did a superb job. And uh, when I use the word I, I mean collectively. What we saw in my next set of tests was a 49% increase over that amazing conversion rate this page already has. This page, as you recall from the numbers, had a 49%, I'm sorry, a 14% conversion rate. How many of you would like a 14% conversion rate off your own pages? We just got a 49% aggregate lift in conversion with these pages. Now, why is that important? Because it helps validate what I'm going to say to you next. It helps me share with you why I think testimonials did not help. And it, more importantly, leads to a principle that I'm trying to help the, 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 the marketing world understand. It is back to the thought that people do not buy from websites. People buy from people. And there are a series of thoughts in my mind when I come to a web page. And the first one is just about always this. Where am I at? Exactly. There's always a bit of confusion when you click on a headline or come out of a channel. Am I in the right place? Is this what I'm looking for? I mean, even if you know the brand, it can be very confusing. Where am I at? And the next question is, why should I stay here? They're looking for a reason to get away, to move on. And you've got to give them a reason to stay engaged. Those two questions are vital. Clarity trumps persuasion. You must be clear. Now, the person who comes to the site on the left, the treatment that I suggested was ugly. No offense to any designer. That person does not have a concern in their mind at this point about the quality of the information. They simply want to see it and judge. There's a very quick move in their mind. They're on their way somewhere. They are not shopping, and they are not even browsing yet. They're simply removing a barrier. And when you introduce additional content to read and additional testimonials at this point, you are interrupting the thought process and you're, most importantly, you are answering a question that they're not asking. We do this all the time. We answer the wrong question. And then we wonder why conversion is not where we would like it to be. Do you know how we dramatically improve conversion on the page I just showed you? 
The way we beat the control was to eliminate almost all of this information, and almost all you had left was the box, and we got a high conversion rate. The bottom line is that you need to use testimonials to anticipate a question or a concern, and you need to answer the question and address the concern, and you need to do it in exactly the right time. And the four T's, if you were in my class and I was teaching right now, I'd have you repeating this out loud with me, not to patronize you, but so that I could kind of burn the learning in. It is about specificity, proximity. It is about authority. It's about those three things, and there was the fourth. I'm watching to see how quickly you're listening. Tell me the fourth one. Somebody type it in right now. Intensity. That's right. Who got it right? Dave Jones. You were the fastest. All four of those are vital. So here's, here's an example of how we've used testimonials to improve performance. This site is also being screened or masked. See the long testimonials? I don't like them. They're too long. They're italicized, which makes them hard to read. And there's no bold font in them. However, this page, and it wasn't just because of the testimonials, but this page got a 38% lift. It can get another improvement by changing those testimonials again. See where the testimonials are at? Located right down there, close to a buying decision when they're making a selection. It's a nice blend of a feature matrix and testimonials. Here's another site. On the left was the control Testimonials were white on gray. That's a terrible color choice. Never do that. It's a terrible, terrible color choice. It's improved on the right, and we see a 39% lift. Now, look, the, it's not just the owner testimonials. Do you see that? Do you see the rental guarantee, how it's featured? Do you see the gold seal? Do you see the box, or we'll give you six months free? Do you see the offer for you to chat with somebody right there if you have a concern? Do you see how the entire right-hand column of the page is trying to address the concern that we think is on your mind at this point in the buy process? More than that, it wasn't just the conversion lift, but in terms of leads, they got 40% more leads once these changes were made. Here's another, Encyclopedia Botanica. Look at the strategic use of the testimonial at the bottom. Get all the content of the world's premier encyclopedia without giving up a yard of shelf space. Now, let's just look at that. And that's an example of the perfect testimonial. The perfect testimonial. Why? Well, first of all, it has intensity. It's really well said. Second, it's, it's got specificity. It's talking exactly about what they're worried about. It says, get all the content. What does the button say above it? Get instant access now. So it has proximity. I mean, it has specificity. It has proximity. It's right there where they're questioning, is it worth it? Proximity, specificity, intensity. And I remember when we selected this testimonial for the test. It has authority. We chose it. It's PC Magazine. If you can only put one testimonial in the button, go to the greatest possible authority you got from it in terms of a testimonial. That's a 128% gain. Now, you know it's not just a testimonial. My point is not here to show you that. My point is to show you how we integrate testimonials into top-quality designs that produce high results. All we needed here was a single testimonial. Why? Well, it's the brand. The brand was strong enough. It was that testimonial. What is it that's important? We did not need a testimonial saying Encyclopedia Britannica is good. We did not need that. Most people believe it's a good product. 
If we'd have done that, we'd have answered the wrong question. What does this testimonial say? You can get all the content of the world's premier encyclopedia. It's the value proposition without giving up a yard of shelf space. I mean, what's amazing about this, and I'm going to sell Encyclopedia Britannica's now, is that for this small amount of money, you're actually able to order Encyclopedia Britannica and get everything that's in all those printed volumes. And it's 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 very it's it's sixty nine ninety five a year as opposed to the cover price if you bought all those books and you got all the same content. Look on the left, I realized that that was not being said in that landing page. Look on the right, we're telling you. Look at the headline. Get unlimited access to all 32 volumes of Encyclopedia Britannica during your free trial. We tell them it's a free trial. We tell them get unlimited access. We tell them it's all 32 volumes. We even change the graphics so it screens the main point, and then we use the testimonial to emphasize the main point. Again, if you're watching this, I'm not showing this to show you that the testimonial improved conversion by 128%. I'm showing you how every element of the page, especially the testimonial, is, is emphasizing this. Now, this was a carefully validated study, and I can tell you that the, 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 the adjusted lift after credit card charges, free trials, and everything was figured, went from 135% to 128%. Wouldn't you like a 128% lift? You need to use your testimonials more strategically. And that's the point of this whole time that we're spending together. And I guess I'm doing my best right now to help you imagine or think about how you can do that. Look. Look at this. Here we did the same thing, but I want you to see. Do you see the HackerSafe logo right here? We got a 13.2% lift by strengthening that right there. And I don't think it's that people are afraid about the sites being hacked. I, I I just think it's the collective weight. Now that testimonial doesn't emphasize the value proposition itself. It just addresses a tangential concern about safety of giving this information for the sake of a free trial. So uh, you know, and and by the way, I didn't even direct that test. They did it on their own. This, in this particular case, they added that on their own. Kudos to you. Well done, Dan, and uh, the rest of your team. So, strive for transparency and clarity in your marketing. <laughs> Plugging quotes into your page isn't enough. You need to use proximity, specificity, intensity, and authority. And even when applying all this, your credibility indicators need to fit the context of the page, and, and they should be answering the question that's on the mind of the person at that given point in the process. All right. Uh, I'm going to take some questions real quickly. So let me see. Uh, these are thoughts. But by the way, as I'm taking your questions, wasn't it amazing how wrong the audience was on that? Only 4% of you voted for the control. <laughs> Someone just asked me, <laughs> the question is if I'm a mad marketing scientist. Um, uh, guilty as charged, I'm afraid, Aaron. The answer uh, is yes in every case. <laughs> That's Jimmy Ellis, our director of optimization, and uh, he is my partner in crime here. We have about 150 or 160 researchers working across our group. I don't mean all of those are not scientists, but all of those are 
involved in our research group. And Jimmy is one of our directors of optimization. Aaron Rosenthal is on the line. Jimmy, what would you say on all of this? I I, I didn't know if you were right there close and ready to talk because I know you're I you've, know. I you've mean, been involved in a lot of this. Go ahead. When, when you when you apply the strategy on your pages and you really go after the higher quality testimonials that really address one or more of these things, you will typically get much better results and sometimes they'll shock you. you know, when, when you find that, it's almost like finding that perfect incentive. When you find that perfect testimonial, it'll make a big impact on your pages. So, you know, take what you have, run through them, categorize them. It doesn't take very long. We've done this with one of our partners uh, that had hundreds of testimonials and it probably only took an hour or two to to categorize, and then after that, you apply them to the page and you start testing. And even the ones you think are the best uh, may not actually be the best. That's why you actually have to test them once you get them categorized. But uh, that's what I would do, and, and I think I'd be surprised at your results. All right, now Jimmy uh, and, and Aaron, stand by. I'm going to I'm going to fire questions at us uh, from people who are coming in. So here is uh, here is uh, some of the questions that are asking. Uh, it says, uh, when asking for an email address only for user verification, what kind of testimonials would reduce anxiety? So someone's asking for an email address. But, Jimmy, before they answer that, can I just, I just want to say one thing. I'd like you to answer it. You're asking me about a testimonial, and you're using the word testimonial when you should be using the word credibility indicator. Testimonial is only one kind of credibility indicator. There are others that are helpful. I'll let you go from there, Jimmy. Go ahead. Sure, on that one, I, I would make it more about the quality of the service. If, if it is just something that they absolutely have to have, you know, I would almost use your, your best testimonial that you have about the quality of the service at that point because you're, you're almost desperate to get that email address. That's the first step of the process. If you have to, you know, if there's one best place to use your best testimonial, it's, it's going to be to get them started. So I would use the best on the quality of the service. And, you know, if you can mention great results or how someone used the service or product to get some sort of, you know, 37% lift in, you know, X, Y, or Z service, I'm not sure what it would be. But uh, use the ones that are, are very, the, the most valid, that really address something specific about the quality of the service at that point. Someone someone asked, Jimmy, it's a good answer. Aaron, are you here? Aaron Rosenthal? If you're here, just speak up. Um, uh, but someone asked this question. Do you suggest having a testimonial on each page of the buying process? Jimmy, go ahead. Uh, you have to test it. So, I mean, what we've seen is that it's not always the same for every single niche and every single partner. Some some pages, like some of your order form pages, um, you know, having the testimonial on there, like well, let me give you a good example of what's happened. You may use a testimonial that addresses the question that the customer does not have and it scares them. So, go ahead, you go ahead, Jim. You go ahead. So, in, in that instance, you want you want to make sure that um, you test testimonials on every step of your process. And I would, in most instances, if you find really good testimonials that that you can categorize and you can put, you know, really address a problem, most likely they will produce the best results. But you are going to want to be very sensitive and keep your eye on those really important pages like credit card forms, um, username and password pages pages that might not necessarily need a testimonial or only certain ones will really make an impact. So, like I said, it goes back to testing. Yes, it does. Uh, I, but the concept of selling on every page of the buy process is essential. Every single page of the buy process reinforce your value proposition. Uh, I, I, um, I, think I, can take, I think we can take one more question that's coming in here, and I want to remind you that some of you have submitted URLs for live optimization, and we're going to actually go onto our blog site 
you know, markexperiments.com, you can go there and get all this research, but we also have a blog there that we we constantly put in little things that are happening from uh, our experiments, and we'll actually give suggestions to some of you that submitted your pages on the blog. We'll just pit, do a random selection. Um, someone says, I have a long testimonial. I keep it that way because I only have one. Should I shorten it? And uh, and let's just do that. Right now, in in the last minute that I have, if I can do it fast, I'm going to try to go there. Uh, it's quickstarttoolkit.com, and let's just use this to see if uh, if it'll if it'll help somebody. So uh, give me just a second. It doesn't matter if it's a big corporate site or not for the sake of what I want to do. I want to see how they're using the testimonial. We have a few minutes, like three minutes left. Let's just invest this together. www. And the idea is not just to help one person, but let's look at a real-life example, quickstarttoolkit.com. I think I've got it. It sounds like uh, you, you, just, you just described a great test to me just because I think you could take what you have once we get it up front. I actually have it on my screen. But you, you can take up. anything that you have, and you can design two or three versions to see which variation does the best. I don't think anyone's going to be able to say, do it this way, and you're going to get the best results. But I think it, with a, a really simple and easy test where you just change testimonial and reformat it a couple different ways, and we can give you some suggestions here. Yeah, something I would consider testing. This is this is Aaron. Something I would consider testing. Uh, it's not coming up for me for some reason, guys. Okay. Keep going. Uh, I, I, I pulled it up from my browser, and I could see it. Uh, There's two T's. The, uh, There's two T's, Flint. Quick Start Toolkit. We're there. We're there. Keep going. Aaron, go ahead and talk real quick. Sure. Uh, one thing I would test doing is truncating pieces of this and embedding it into your actual the actual copy of your page rather than calling attention to it in a, in a full box. Sometimes what happens is people start to read that and they go, oh, okay, and they, they, skim over, they skim over it after just reading part of it. When you're calling out attention, it's not part of the, the actual – it's almost like a banner blindness. Uh, when you when you pull special attention into it like this, I, I would test embedding pieces of this, the really good parts of the testimonial in the actual copy. So such and such from Sherman Oaks, California, says this is the best thing I've ever tried, and so forth in the actual copy. Well, of it. The, the other thing is it's it's too long. It shouldn't be long. That paragraph's way too long. Break it into into much shorter paragraphs and put bold font all the way through it, even if you kept it together. It's too hard to read, especially that black on yellow. Aaron's point is very good, though. I would try to do that uh, especially. Listen, everyone, we're out of time. I'm really trying to help as many of you as I possibly can. I hope you found today helpful. If you would, please let us know in your comments. In fact, it's just before you log off, if you could use this the question and answer feature to give us some feedback. We read, I, some of you who are old-timers here know this, we read every single one. Today I've had over... Uh, 1,046 questions, which means obviously I can't get to all of them. But we read every question to see how people are thinking and what they're, and it helps us write the final presentation. Also, we read your comments so we can improve each week and try and improve all that we're doing for you. Uh, our mission here is to discover what works. We want to help you optimize the offer response process throughout your sites. Subscription or B2B, demand gen, e-commerce, advertising, it all comes down to the same core principles. We'll be back next week. If this is helpful for you, please uh, tell a friend. Uh, we would love to continue to build the community of people who are talking and interacting on this subject matter, and we're grateful. 
Uh, also, um, we, are, we are doing a call for research partners. Uh, we're constantly doing this research by partnering with key people. You can read about it by visiting the link on that website. I thank you for coming today, and we'll be back again uh, with, another, with another set of experiments in just a couple of weeks. Take care.